0: Hey there, how is everybody doing today? So I have a little bit of an ask for you to indulge me today. It's a completely different podcast. I'm bringing on a very special guest, and I'm going to introduce her after I tell you a little bit about um, my background, my backstory. So I never had any kids, zero. But I had a brother and a sister and a stepbrother. And between them, they have this amazing crowd of cool people, like they've all of, I'm gonna call them kids, but they're adults now. All the kids, like married all these cool people and it's just like this whole plethora of awesomeness in my world. And I was doing something the other day and it occurred to me that one of my nieces does something that is kind of out there. And I'm meeting all these women lately, all these really cool women lately who are doing all these adventure things. And so I wanted to introduce you today to one of my nieces. Thanks for being here. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the motivation and adventure coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt, and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. So today, I wanted to bring on my niece, Katie. And Katie is... Oh, I would call her a little bit like me, because we are both drawn to the water and we're drawn to the sea. And in addition to that, she went a little bit further. So she, well, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about what she does in her background. But the reason that she's here today is she does something called free diving, which some people might think of as a little bit batshit, quite frankly, but it's extraordinarily cool. So Katie, first, tell us like, you're a captain you've got a captain's license tell tell everybody about that first because that is a pretty big deal because katie's like a little bitty well she's not little bitty but she's not a big woman and she's has a license to manage and run massive boats so tell us about it
1: hi kelly thanks so much for having me i would love to give you some info on my background i grew up in a texas seaside town washing boats in the summer. Uh, Port Aransas is where I'm from. And from those experiences, I managed to get enough hours on vessels to go ahead and get qualify for a captain's license when I was in university. I think I was about 20 years old. The captain's course was uh, vessel hours and then written inside course, that sort of thing along with physical tests and i have the credentials now to run a hundred ton vessel
0: <laughs> so explain to somebody what a hundred ton vessel is okay
1: uh, i mean gosh just to be clear <laughs> i don't run a 100 <laughs> vessel. I, I work as a mate right now i've started as a stewardess but i work as a mate now on a 57 foot sport fishing boat but a 100-ton vessel would be, I don't know, anything from a ferry to a towboat, tugboat, anything big cargo. Um, it's the highest mariner credential that you can get without having to go to an actual school, mariner school.
0: Very cool. Maybe one day we'll have like tugboat races.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't really want to run a tugboat, but I feel like I could do some stuff with the ferry system. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. So forgive us. We uh, we don't get to chat very often because right now she is living in the Canary Islands. So um, other side of the world, but I guess that's another story, but it is quite beautiful when you... We'll post some photos on the in the show notes of her boat that she works on and the canary islands it's just too much fun so katie tell us about free diving what is free diving
1: well that's an excellent question um up until a couple years ago i had no idea what free diving was myself but essentially it's the body's ability to dive to pretty significant depths of blue water, or any water really, but blue water um, for extended periods of time.
0: Without a tank.
1: Without a tank, no, on just a <laughs> single, sorry, did I not make that clear? I apologize. <laughs> it's just on a single breath. So okay. it's the body's ability to use a lung full of oxygen and make it last as long as possible, while absorbing the biological practices that our bodies go through as mammals when we dive deep. Um, There's a bunch of stuff on that. I recommend a book called Deep by James Nestor, if anyone's interested. But essentially, as mammals, we have what is called the master switch reflex. And when we dive in water and when we're submerged Our blood, our heart slows down and our blood rate of flow slows down as well to the extremities and it focuses, our body focuses on our important organs, our brain, our heart, our lungs, everything like that. And like things like fingertips are just not as important. Um, It's really quite impressive.
0: Okay. So let's just tell me how deep.
1: Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question. I am still considered by far by myself a beginner free diver, but I can dive with no gear about eighty feet deep.
0: Okay, and when you say no gear, that means but you're di- oh no dive. gear, I'm
1: sorry i uh, I should make it clear generally when I'm free diving, I free dive with spearfishing equipment. Okay. okay. Um, I'm looking for fish to eat and harvest myself. Uh, but when I don't dive with a massive band loaded gun or buoys or any of that, and I'm just diving with a weight belt and fins, mask and snorkel, I can dive to about 80 feet.
0: Okay. And how long do you stay down there?
1: Oh, my depth time now, my best is it's still, I'm still novice, but my best time underwater is about a minute 20. Wow. Um, but consistently, I'm break now. I'm pretty proud of it. I'm breaking a minute on every dive, which is nice. That's a that's a new thing for me. So, how long does it take you to get to 80 feet? It doesn't take very long. Um, I guess
0: so. You've got a weight belt on, so you're pretty much sinking and kicking at the same time, aren't you?
1: I am, and the free diving fins are about three foot long the um, you don't need a lot of weight the weight is really for when you're wearing a wetsuit because that's buoyant that adds buoyancy and also spearfishing equipment adds buoyancy you have wooden guns that sort of thing oh really but when you when we reach 30 feet the body gets to negative buoyancy and your organs actually shrink with the pressure of the ocean and the further down you go, the more the ocean pulls you down. So dive belts, the weights are to get you started, but also dive belts always have like a quick release harness for safety reasons. But um, once you reach 30 foot, Kelly, you don't have to do much more except fall. Because the more you pick, <laughs> the okay. more oxygen you're burning. You right, know? well, yeah, of the course. Idea is to use as yeah. little as possible. So it doesn't take long to get to 80 foot. I'd say probably about 30 seconds. And then you have some time to hang out, look around, and go back up to the surface, which is important. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) So, okay. All right, guys. You see why I'm fascinated with this? This is just like, this blows me away. And I was was a diver for a very long time until I um, had an ear operation and I quit diving. But um, if, you're a, if you're a diver, if you're you know, certified, you know what it's like just to like go down and, and learn, just learn to do that, right? And we've got gear and we've got air and we've got all the things. And I, I had first heard about this free diving a while back and I thought, hmm, is that real? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> is that real? Do people really do that? And, and then one day I heard from my sister that um katie was doing this i was like huh that's kind of interesting in a very out there sort of way so so what are you what are you going to do with this i mean is this just like is this just something you love to do or is it something that you're going to teach or
1: what are you going to do with this that's a good question um i know right now that i have never been happier than i am when i am below the surface of the water It's something that has allowed me to explore not only a new world, but also a new part of myself. I've managed to push boundaries that I didn't even know I had and overcome a certain level of, I don't know, anxiety to be able to do this. And um, it takes meditation and to have that, to meditate under, I mean, essentially, you're meditating underwater. Right. And it is so peaceful. It is so tranquil. I absolutely love it. And when I tell people I'm a spear fisherman, a lot of times it's either, oh, that's awesome. Or it's like, oh, you're kind of a horrible person. Like you go into their <laughs> sea habitat and you shoot them in the face. You know, why? <laughs> <laughs> It's not sure. that at all because <laughs> <laughs> first off I'm a huge supporter of sustainably harvesting your own food and um I think this is where my aunt and I differentiate the most <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's a vegetarian but I am a big meat lover. she's a carnivore right and left. <laughs> <laughs> I um I try my hardest to take get my own meat from my own sources. And spearfishing has really provided me with the opportunity to do that. And it's an extremely sustainable practice because you can see, you can see the fish, you can see what there is, you can see the habitat, you can understand the habitat better than you could on a boat on the surface with a fishing line. And you can make an educated decision on which fish to take or no fish or how many fish, you know? Um, I studied recreation parks and tourism sciences in my undergrad and then got a master's in environmental science. And so I'm huge on conservation and I'm huge on understanding the balance of an ecosystem and and the importance of all of that. So spearfishing has really given me the opportunity to see the ocean life and the ocean habitats and understand them better than I've ever been able to understand them before. It's opened so many doors, and sometimes I dive to feed myself, and sometimes I dive just to see what's going on down there. But all of the times that I dive, it's the happiest place that I can be. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: I I would be really intrigued to know what all the chemicals are that are being released in your brain when you're doing that, Mm -hmm. because, you know a good meditation does a huge flood of great chemicals in your brain. And this has to take it even higher because you're overcoming your reptile brain um, because everything in use has to say, Oh no, we need to breathe. And <laughs> it, right. So it, it would be really interesting to know um, where that is. And it's got to lead to easier meditation. I would think.
1: Actually. it. I think, I think you're on to something because you're, your body is essentially filling with CO2 when you're down there. And when you hold your breath and you have that feeling in your chest, like (sighs) kind of, Oh, I got it. I can't do it anymore. That's your CO2 levels saying, okay, we've reached our limit. Like you need to expel us. It's not actually your body saying it needs more oxygen and yeah. And you can, you can hold those CO2 levels for quite a bit longer than you would think. Now, I don't recommend anyone going into the water and seeing how long they can hold their <laughs> CO2 levels. I definitely recommend proper training. You've but- got me thinking about doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was one thing that, that I had to overcome mentally is when you have those uh, spasms, essentially, of needing to breathe, you just have to just relax everything in your body, wait a minute and they slow down and, um, you can, they'll space out like 20 seconds apart, even like you'll have one and you'll be fine. And then once you get to a certain limit and you're familiar with that through training and practice and everything, once I get to a certain point, I know when it's time for me to go to the surface based on how deep I am because I always have a dive watch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Obviously.
0: (laughs) So, all right. Um, tell us this, I'd like to know, because i don't know this tell us some of the places that you've done this okay it's got to be some of the most beautiful places on the earth right man
1: you (laughs) it depends on your definition of beauty but yes every time i'm underwater i am in the most beautiful place on earth in my opinion. right but um quickly real quick because i feel like i have to say it i was first exposed to free diving in panama i got the opportunity to work as on a boat for As a stewardess, so I was cooking, I was essentially cooking and cleaning. And for this group of internationally professional spear fishermen and women, I met one of my biggest role models ever on this trip. And I didn't know what freediving was at the time, but these people were diving and they would just, with all this gear that I'd never seen before, and they were diving for several minutes at a time, like at least two minutes every single time. And I later found out that they were diving depths of a hundred to 150 feet. Oh my goodness. Seriously. Oh my goodness. And I remember they were talking at one one point and um, one of the gentlemen who's a international pro surfer, a huge big wave surfer, because it's super important to know how to hold your breath for three minutes at a time when you've got those maverick waves or whatever. That's no, that is not my cup of tea. But he was talking about when he like was diving and he was about 130 foot and he saw a fish and he had to pull out of his dive and it's so hard. He had to use that energy. And I'm like, why is it hard? And he's like, oh, well, the ocean's really just it's pulling you down strong by that point. And my mind was totally blown. But, um, so (laughs) I digress excuse me we've dove uh once i was exposed to that it wasn't a few months later we were working in baja california in cabo and we mm. had a few weeks off of work and i found a free diving course and we got set up there and that's where i got certified so baja was my first and i got really into spearfishing there i love baja it is one of my favorite places in the world I've dove in uh, offshore in the Pacific side of Costa Rica. That's where my husband proposed to me, actually. Oh, right, Uh, right, underwater, right? (laughs) Underwater, we were were in like 10,000 foot of water, hunting yellowfin tuna, surrounded by porpoise, when he was like, I need to ask you a question. And I was annoyed, I was like, come on, like we're hunting. You know? like, <laughs> what do you mean you need to ask me a question? Then he dives down and I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy's wasting my time. But no, nope, he was not wasting my time. He pulled out a beautiful wing, ring that was attached to his pocket. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, no, Ify it was important. It and um, he, yeah, it was really, really sweet. Anyway, so I, I digress again. Costa Rica. And then um, we've dove in Florida and the keys and then also in the Canary islands. Nice.
0: Nice. Wow. Well, I have to tell you, um, thank you. Like I I love this because I just love seeing, well, I have always thought it's very cool when people do things that push boundaries, right? Um, Whether it's big wave surfing or whatever it is. But then when I see women doing it and for something to me, it seems. I don't know. It's e- it's always been easier. The older I get, I mean, I my boundaries are less and less. Like I'll try things. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll get I'll get that a try, whatever. But when I was younger, it, I didn't have that, right? And so it's interesting to me to see like I like to see people when they start at a younger age, whatever it is, and and that doesn't mean like I have friends friends kind of maybe that would be a creepy word if they're like eight years old they're like let's call them young people i know (laughs) but they're they're super young and they're doing just like these amazing things and i think it sets us up to to do more and more and more
1: i agree with you
0: i bet (laughs) you feel more you feel invincible now don't you in a lot of ways
1: it a lot of times um My first, I think it's interesting that you said that because I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I have an undergrad degree in science and I have a master's degree in science. And after that, I went and I got a job working as an environmental health and safety director for an oil and gas company, but I wasn't happy. And my husband was in Costa Rica. He wasn't my husband at the time. He was a boyfriend, but he was in Costa Rica. We were doing long distance and I made the decision to drop everything I'd worked for. It was a good job. It was a career job and just move to Costa Rica to clean toilets and make food, you know, <laughs> like it was not glamorous at all. And never once was I like, I'm making the wrong decision. I made that leap. And from there, it was just a series of leaps after that. And it's like, I can do this. I can do whatever I want. You know, I don't, I don't need to wait. I don't need to validate myself. I don't need to, to, to get to a certain point before I can do these things. And once I, got, once I successfully passed my freediving course, because that was a whole anxiety-filled experience in itself of pushing limits. But um, once I passed that, it's true. You have a very good point because I don't know how many times a month I say, "Oh, Katie. If you can hunt for wahoo off the coast of the Lago Mera in the Atlantic in blue water, you can do this, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, it's not that hard. All right, all right. This is like
0: such a stupid story, but I have to tell it. So having never had kids, I never had to deal with baby food. Baby food I find extraordinarily scary, actually. It's kind of scary. And I'm at a, a friend's um, baby shower and they're all going around and the game is you have to taste it and then you have to write down what you think it is, right? And I keep putting myself at the back of the line because my heart is racing. Like, I'm like, I don't want to taste that, right? I just do not want to taste it. And finally, the back of my head, it said, you know, Cal." If you can, if you can take a water, take a kayak off a thirty-foot waterfall, you can taste baby food. Exactly. <laughs> right. But you know what? I got smart then. Then I was like, I thought, I don't, I don't have to do that. I can just ask people, like, what do you think that
1: is? Because I was thinking it might be. <laughs> That's the thing, Kelly. If you can take a kayak off a thirty-foot waterfall, you don't have to. Tasty. That's right. You don't have
0: to taste baby food at all.
1: <laughs> I love
0: that. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, I, and I digress there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you this. If somebody, wanted to, if somebody wanted to try this, somebody thought, oh, that sounds pretty amazing, what would they do? Read the book deep first, or look for a course, or what would they do?
1: I really cannot push this book enough it was okay. suggested to me on that trip in panama when my mind was totally blown and i had a billion questions um i was told just read the book and then let me know afterwards you know okay. here's my email address read the book and then ask me whatever questions you want and it was just amazing this book the guy does a really really great job of covering free diving the human body in free diving and our relationship with the ocean if you're interested in free diving, I definitely recommend picking up the book and also looking for your lowest, your closest free diving course. Um, that's, the, that's the best way to do it, absolutely. I would never ever recommend somebody going diving and pushing their balance, <laughs> their... their uh, the Without word? the course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't because think they could you actually. Can tell. You can tell when people are free diving and they're not certified. Um, there's simple, not stupid, but simple mistakes. Um, like not taking your snorkel out of your mouth. That's a huge mistake that's made by people that haven't passed the course. And it's so important because if you black out or if you have low oxygen and you start hallucinating, your body is going to recognize there's something in it's in your mouth that you breathe out of. And -hmm. if you have your snorkel in your mouth, you might inhale. And, uh, that's a huge problem.
0: Also, okay, I have to ask you a question about that. Cause like when you're diving, if you're a diver, you know, there's something called getting narked and getting <laughs> narked is when I don't actually physically know what happens to you, but you get to this point where you're like pretty happy and you're not paying a whole lot of attention to what you're supposed to be doing. Does that happen free diving or do you just pass that whole level?
1: Mm, I don't think it's the same thing. Um, I do know that if you have very low amounts of oxygen right before your body blacks out, and this has not happened to me, but I've read about it and I learned about it in my course. But if you have low amounts of oxygen right before your body blacks out, it's not uncommon to hallucinate. And so I think, or to feel like you're not actually in danger. and the idea is to never ever get to that point obviously right but there is that is a thing for sure okay so
0: and you dive with a partner
1: always dive dive. with a partner absolutely and again in the course it talks about and in the book the importance of diving with a partner because um if someone blacks out you need to be able to read the signs which the first one is that air is coming out of them because they've released their co2 and once somebody releases their CO2, their lungs are significantly smaller. They have a weight belt on, they're gonna sink. So um, you need to know how to read the signs of somebody else blacking out, and you need to know how to read your own physiological signs so that you never even get close to that point.
0: Okay. So, all right, guys, if anyone's interested, <laughs> first, stop by the show notes because um, you'll get to see all kinds of, we'll put pictures and links to Katie's um, Instagram account because she has pretty much a kick-ass instagram account with lots of pictures about this and some of her fish killing which of course is not um fish killing i give her hell with that but it's um,
1: i totally understand (laughs) and i try to i try to be you know sensitive to my more sensitive viewers but while also promoting harvesting your own food yeah yeah so not too much blood
0: No, no, no. It's, it's, I, and I'm teasing because um, uh, I actually think that eating fish is probably really good for you, quite frankly. Um, So thank you guys. Thank you, Katie, for being here. That was like too much fun for me. And I hope y'all enjoyed this. And if you're interested, definitely drop by the show notes. Um, Katie, give us your IG handle so that they know how to find you without me.
1: My IG handle is C with Katie. It's spelled S E A period with period katie k-a-t-i-e okay and we'll definitely link to that too (laughs) so um
0: yeah and if you're interested the book is the deep and who's it by again james Nestor. james Nestor. okay and um you'll probably get to meet katie again on this podcast in the future when she's up to other things and in the meanwhile thank you guys so much for being here and for indulging me and and getting to Show off some one of my very, very cool nieces or nephews. Thanks again. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate you being here. If you're ready to make a change in your fitness, to transform, or even to deep dive into what you need to be doing to get ready for your next dream adventure, I'd love to talk. I have space on my calendar for a few one on one clients. And I have a very special offer only for my podcast listeners. Go to fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready for details. If you're ready to take action on your dreams, I would truly love to work with you. Once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. I can't wait to connect and I'll see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and bye for now. See you.